Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, would being paid to sleep be a dream job? See, my yes. mother's my mother's got a dream job. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly and having her dream job in the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me start by introducing our guest panel. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris... She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather mentioned this week that winning isn't everything. Yes, but I'm still going to keep score. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. We also have with us the analytical and sceptical mind of Kim Gore. Kim is also a talented and valued member of the International Paranormal Society. Kim realised this week that she had an inferiority complex, but it's not a very good one. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. <laughs> Finally on tonight's show, I wish to introduce the calm and unflappable Greg Gore. He is married to Kim and we shall see if this is still the case after tonight's show. Greg is a paranormal investigator and tech expert. He owns and operates more cameras than leads than the BBC Outside Broadcast Department. He is also our producer and sound mixer. Greg told me this week that if we were on a sinking ship together and there was only one life jacket, he'd miss me heaps and think of me often. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. We are on Series 2, Episode 
51. 51's a fabulous number. If you used the international dialing code 51, you would be put through to Peru, of all places. I was once sat in a cinema, and a llama came and sat next to me. And I thought, wow, a llama in a cinema, what are you doing here? And the llama said, I liked the book. 51 <laughs> is the atomic number of antimony. And I said, what about breakfast antimony? I'm sure that's how the lyrics go. Area 51 is, of course, a parcel of US-controlled land in southern Nevada containing a secret aircraft testing facility. Last week, it was in the news that a small light aircraft landed in Area 51, and the pilot claimed, as he was arrested getting out the plane, that he'd run out of fuel, and he saw the runway, and it was the only runway for miles around, and he landed the plane. He wasn't he didn't know it was Area 51. He just needed to land the plane. He was interrogated overnight, extensively. They actually believed him. They actually believed his story. They fueled up his plane. The next morning, the FBI got hold of him and said, you're not allowed to come back here ever. If you ever come back, you're going to be in the worst trouble. You never saw anything. We don't want to ever see you again, as you'll be in all kinds of problems. Lo and behold, the following day, he lands the plane there again. He gets out and says, you can do anything to me, but my wife's in the plane and you have to tell her where I was last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week, try the fish. <laughs> now, on last week's show, I made a joke that said, who would win a fight to the death between Shania Twain and Celine Dion? And I said, the answer was, we all would. Well, Shania Twain's agent has actually contacted me this week. Oh, no. And they're not very happy. Apparently, Celine Dion, and I never knew this, is a third damn black belt in jiu-jitsu. Who knew? And uh, so was it possible that Miss Twain could have a weapon as they saw this as a big disadvantage? So we went backwards and forwards during the course of the week, and we finally decided that she should have a hammer. That was acceptable to everybody. Now, I always love to read out your messages every <laughs> week on the show. <laughs> I want to see this take place. Where is this going? <laughs> Martin from New York has written, last week's show was a blast. I laughed so hard. What were you drinking? I replied that it was all the sugar in the Mountain Dew, and he suggested the Mountain Dew be given three points. So, Mountain Dew has started the show on three points. Madeline in Tulsa, Oklahoma, posted, I found this internet radio program several months ago and find it absolutely hilarious. It's called More Questions Than Answers. It's hosted by Adrian Lee, who happens to be one of the funniest people I've ever listened to. You paid her, didn't you? This is high praise indeed. Thank you, Madeline. I believe, <laughs> see me in Minnesota, that I suspect we're only 24 hours from Tulsa. Ricky, who is kayaking throughout Europe at the moment and is in Barcelona right now, says he listens to the show all the time. And thanks for all the laughs. You guys bring sunshine into my life. When Ricky has finished, he's planning to sail around Switzerland. Can you believe that we are listened to? Last week, I have the figures. I've got a photograph. If people go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, they will see the photographic proof. Last week alone, just on SoundCloud, we were listened to by over 190 countries. Yay. Now, there's some debate about this because we're not sure that there is 190 countries. So I'm not quite sure how that works. But there is photographic proof. If people visit those sites, I did put those on there. So you can see 190 countries. I want to know who's not listening. Let's find the countries that aren't listening 
and we'll specifically go after them and target that market audience. We'll even discuss some of the show in the language of that country just to get us in there. We will. I want to get us into every single country. There can't be many left. If we're accessed in 190 countries, 19, 20,000 listens, 75,000 followers on Twitter. If you want to access our Twitter account, it is Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And of course, all those countries are accessing the SoundCloud site, soundcloud.com. If you type in MQTA radio, all of our shows are archived on there, but we have other platforms. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and many, many others. Now, March, we're fully into March. Now we've fully penetrated the month of March. Yesterday, we missed this last week. Yesterday was the birthday of Alexander Bell. He was born in 1847 and was, of course, famous for inventing the telephone. Fabulous device. He was also famous, of course, for combining a telephone with a pair of pants and invented bell bottoms. That's 100% true, (laughs) I tell you. Tomorrow, the 5th, Saturday the 5th, is St. Piran's Day, the patron saint of Cornwall, the southernmost corner of Britain, the bottom left-hand corner of the British Riviera. He was an Irish saint that was said to have discovered tin. So praise and thanks be to St. Piran for when you open a tin of beans or a chicken and mushroom soup. And on this coming Monday, Monday the 7th, it is National Reading Day. I was told at school that I was illiterate, but I complained and said that wasn't true as both my parents were married. Now, (laughs) do we want to discuss, before we jump into the round that is, Ghosts and Hauntings, Heather, do you want to discuss with me the latest Ghostbusters film? Is this somewhere we want to go this early in the show? The latest villain for Ghostbusters has been announced. So in the previous films, of course, we had the Marshmallow Puffman. We had Slimer. We I had that. Slimer. We had that evil Eastern European guy with the goggly eyes in the painting. Yeah. Whose name I've forgotten. Vigo. Vigo. Zool. Zool, of course, was the first one, wasn't it? I think so, It was yeah. the lady, wasn't it? Zool. Are we going to discuss the villain that's just been released? It's bunk. It's the logo. It's the Ghostbusters logo. If you imagine. Ridiculous. If you think back to the 1980s, those of you that are old enough, the logo for Ghostbusters was the white ghost. Yeah, with the head. He always looked like a happy chap. He did. And there was a big red line through his chest horizontally. Yes. As if you're banning ghosts and a road sign. He is the new villain of the third Ghostbusters film. They've had 30 years to think of a good villain. I am am aware of this. His name's Rowan. He's now got sharp teeth. And previously he was naked. He's now been given a bow tie or a tie. He's got a necktie on. So Rowan, the logo of Ghostbusters 3, is the new villain. Yes, Rowan is. The logo is now the villain of the new Ghostbusters film that's going to be coming out in the summer. His name's Rowan. He's got sharp teeth and he now wears a bow tie. Should we take it upon ourselves to take the whole crew to the movie? What I was thinking of doing... And I haven't discussed this with the team, and I've, you know, I'm doing this live on air, but I thought it might be fun to set up a little booth on the premiere of the Ghostbusters film. We'll ring up the local cinema and say, do you want a ghost hunting team in here? And we can give out leaflets and people can look at the equipment and we can sell books and we might be able to set up in the lobby. Do you see what I mean? Of the, of the new Ghostbusters film might be the way to go, but we'll discuss that. (laughs) And if we do that, we'll tell people where we're going to be and they can come along. I don't Uh, recall. When is the premiere? 
I believe it's in May, but I'm happy to be proven Is wrong. It really? It's going to be May, June. I'm sure of it. Counting the days. Do you know in the Musketeers <laughs> film? Do you know there was the film The Three Musketeers? Which I used to time? be. Well, there's been many, of course, many, many films on Musketeers over the years. It was the one where Rod Stewart and Brian Adams and another whose name I've forgotten did the uh, soundtrack. Nope, don't remember. Don't recall that. I'm guessing 93, 94. Okay. I was a fencer. I used to fence at a very high level. I was a, a fencer. My dad fenced as well, of course, an Olympic sport. And uh, we actually did this in a cinema. When that Musketeers film came out, we set up a piece in a cinema lobby and we fenced one another. And everyone watched. I thought that was good fun. <laughs> Many a candlestick was broken during the course of that process. We run into the first round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. We're all yet to score, but Mountain Dew is currently on three. Did Jason Manford capture eerie photo of a ghost on camera? Funny man creeped out by haunted bed and breakfast. He might have been pulling our leg, but Jason Manford's latest holiday photos were fairly chilling, if you believe them. First of all, Jason Manford is a stand-up comedian, but he's worked his way into television and he presents an early evening BBC television show. So he's comedian stroke television presenter, if you're wondering. The British funny man took his family away for a short break and quickly shared some of the photos from their B&B as he claimed they were convinced that the house was possibly haunted. Jason posted two photographs on his Facebook page after being creeped out by what they had seen, with many concluding that he thought it was a ghost. So staying in a holiday home for a few days with my family, who are all convinced it's creepy and possibly haunted. The two eerie photos were posted over the weekend on his Facebook page and were shared over 4,500 times by many fans commentating on them to share their stories or to generally mock him. What's wrong with you, man? Book into a Premier Inn or a new build hotel because there's no way on God's green earth I'd be staying there, one wrote. While another curious fan messaged the funny man to say, Jason, is there any particular cold spots in the house? Some fans were convinced they could see something supernatural in the photos, with one writing, I can see a face with hair, and then two faces on a beam in the top left-hand corner. Someone thought he'd been smoking, though. Whilst Jason took the photograph, somebody's written, that's just cigarette smoke. I'm surprised in today's world, in our modern age, in our modern celebrity world, would you advertise, if you was a celebrity, that you actually smoked? Isn't that something that you perhaps shouldn't be doing anymore on a moral level? Do I, oh, do, you I mean, think not, that it's taboo? It is. I do know that Michael Jackson tried to keep it quiet that he went through a pack a day. Um, that's why he got banned from the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I've got some holy water that killed people in Africa. Killing you with holy water. Yes, I know. It's terrible. Two women died after drinking holy water of a wizard in the village of Zimbabwe. Is this a case of a wizard saying, yeah, I've got some holy water for you to drink and kind of winking? Do you know what I mean? I don't think so. Right. Does this rag smell of chloroform to you? Oh, stop. The New Zimbabwe reported that the incident occurred in 
Megizi village in the Midlands province of Zimbabwe after a young girl was sick. Villagers suspected that she was sick because a relative ordered demons to hurt her. They asked Maxwell Pira, a wizard, to hold a cleansing ceremony. Pira required the child's relatives to come to the ceremony. After praying for them, the wizard said he had a cup of holy water. According to him, those who attended the ceremony had to drink the water in that cup to find out the one who had ordered the demons. The culprit would die after drinking, said Emmanuel Macondo, a local police inspector. Jersey Maturo, 83 years old, and Arita Bebe, 73, collapsed almost instantly after drinking the holy water, while the others still were normal. I wouldn't drink anything in Zimbabwe unless it was boil. That's the first thing. <laughs> so the holy water had to boil? Had to boil, yes. Um, Typhoid, cholera, all kinds of nasty things. Take worm. <laughs> They're snails in Zimbabwe in the water. If you go swimming in the river, they climb up your bottom hold all-night parties and keep you awake all night. It's very embarrassing. Oh, so you wouldn't drink the water. Holy water has to have salt in it. Did you know that? And you get different levels of holy water. Some holy water has three lots of blessings and three lots of salt. Proper, full-on. But this is from a wizard. Yes, I get that. Yes, Gandalf. (laughs) Yes, Gandalf. (laughs) If you wanted the full, full full-fat, processed holy water, it's got to have nine lots of salt in it and nine lots of blessings. But you're not supposed to drink it. Even when you what go if to I want the, a half and half. Half and half. Like <laughs> sodium. You get that salt that's good for you. What's right. the one? It's like natural. Oh yeah. See where we're going. I gotcha. Holy water that's good for you. Diet, holy water. We should bottle it and sell it. <laughs> what in Zimbabwe? <laughs> People took the two elderly women to the hospital, but they died after arrival. The wizard Pira escaped, and police are still tracking him. So, <laughs> he yes. escaped. He turned into a mouse and ran off into the undergrowth. Disappeared. Just, just, poof, gone. How do you get to call yourself a wizard? Is it like some sort of school you must go to? Do you have to have certificates? Hogwarts. Hogwarts, yes. <laughs> it's only a short journey, isn't it, from Zimbabwe to Hogwarts? What bus is train. that? On the train, yeah. <laughs> You've only got the whole of Africa and Europe to overcome. We'll go back for lunch. It can happen. I find that hard to believe. This is where we are. You shall have points wherever you go. One. I have a story that says, is this a ghost captured in the grounds of a 15th century building? An experienced ghost hunter claims she has captured the chilling image of a woman in the grounds of a historic 15th century building. Erica Gregory, 49, spent the night in Turton Tower in Bolton, Lancashire, with 27 other members of her paranormal activity group. Nothing like a quiet, intimate investigation with just the 27 of you, right? (laughs) Do you reckon that was cosy when they got down into the basement? Absolutely. Unbelievable. They focus apparently on gathering physical evidence to show the presence of something out there. The group spent the evening in the building, but it was Erica on an impromptu trip outside for a bit of air that got the most exciting discovery of the evening. She stepped out for a cigarette, isn't it? This is where we are. Erica said, when outside, I saw an old tree. It must have been about a 100 years old. Looking at the tree, I felt there was some kind of mist forming around it. I will say you can get hanging trees in Britain. There's sometimes the trees obviously are very old. Trees can go back thousands and thousands of years. And this house was built in the 15th century. There will be trees in certain villages around Britain called hanging trees where they would hang 
a person from the tree and you can actually get on a ladder and see the rope marks making a little indent into a branch where they used to hang people from. I wondered if this was a hanging tree. I took a picture of it on my camera phone and when I got back inside I added an infrared filter to the back and was shocked to see the image. It looked like a woman in a long dress peering out from behind the tree. You can see the energy of the shape. It's bright in comparison to the tree that just looks grey. In my mind, if the picture is picking up an energy, there has to be something there. Sadly, we couldn't use the voice recorder outside because it was too windy. Erica continued, we don't expect to get things every time, but we begin to pick up voices on our recorders as soon as we got into the hall. We arrived at 7.30pm and we had it booked out until 4am. We split up into small groups and picked up a male spirit and the spirit of a young girl. Erica has been investigating the paranormal activity since she was a young girl, but has set up the Worsley Paranormal Group 12 years ago when her father died suddenly in 2003. She said things started happening around the time of my father's death. My mother moved into my grandmother's house and there was a lot of activity. We started smelling tobacco and the doorbell started to ring. It was Michael Jackson popping over. That's when we set up the group. I wanted to understand what was happening. Erica said we've been to small houses that have had more paranormal activity than Turton Tower. We've been given messages and names of people before and given messages to their families. I believe we are the most dedicated group in the country. Anybody can hear voices or see things, but I believe that we are the most sensitive and I really do believe that they trust us. How could you make a comment like that unless you've investigated with every single team in Britain? That's true. And there are many, many hundreds of them. The team that I came from, the Luton Paranormal Society, would have something to say with that. <laughs> I, how can you make such a sweeping statement of saying we are the most sensitive and the most professional team? I know. Surely you would have had to have experienced every other team to even make that statement. Seems very bizarre. Having said that, of course, I know that we are the best paranormal <laughs> news quiz show Anywhere in the world. Do you know how I can say that? Do you know how I can say that? Because we're the only. We are the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. And the moment the second one comes along, we'll go from being unique to common. And then I'll have to deal with that issue. You have to change the intro. I'll have to change the intro. It won't be as good as ours. Just saying. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A Melbourne man to be sentenced for attempting to murder a corpse. That's interesting how you can murder someone twice. Yes. Uh, Daniel James Darrington of Rocky and Rocky Matt's Cassie were fighting over a gun in March 2014 when the weapon discharged, hitting Matt's Cassie, who is 31. As Matt's Cassie lay bloodied on the floor, Darrington, 39, shot him again. Get down. (laughs) Even if I miss him, he's going to die of lead poisoning. A jury last year found Darrington not guilty of murder, but guilty of attempted murder, accepting that Matt's Caskey was already dead when the second shot was fired. <laughs> so he shot someone accidentally. <laughs> he didn't know they was dead, but to make sure he shot them again, but he's not being charged for that because the person was right. dead the first time round. Yes. This is Australia. This is what happens in Australia. I'm sorry, everyone who's listening from Victoria. This is true. At a plea hearing last year, the Crown and Defence both said they could not think of another case like it. The Victorian Supreme Court trial heard that Darrington was drunk when he fought with Matt's Cassie at an associate's Mountain South home. 
Darrington assaulted Matt's Caskey after the pair argued the court heard. The defense barrister, John Desmond, said it was Matt's Caskey who produced the gun, though Justice Paul Coughlin said he may not be able to make a finding on who had brought the weapon. This is ridiculous. The Crown prosecutor, Peter Rose, said Darrington should receive a significant sentence as he clearly intended to kill Matt's Caskey at the time he fired the second shot. Mercedes Matt's Caskey said her brother's death had been a devastating shock. He was my only sibling and last surviving member of my immediate family. Darrington is due to face the Victorian Supreme Court to be sentenced for attempted murder. So let's go through this again. The gun discharged by accident. The person got shot. He didn't realize the person was dead, but thought he'd finish him off anyway, but doesn't get charged with murder because the first one was an accident and the person was dead when he fired the second one at him. Yes. Yes. Sorry for touching you inappropriately a second time. I thought the first time I touched you inappropriately, I hadn't quite done it properly. But now that I've done that, I'm free to touch you again inappropriately, but I won't get charged with that because the first one was an accident and I didn't mean the second one. Yes. Governor, my lord. (laughs) This is where we are. Points all round. Heather, you have one last story to crowbar into the round that is ghosts and hauntings. I'm expecting a ghost baby. Are you? Whatever got into you? What are the neighbours going to say? <laughs> a ghost baby. That's right. Bristol- I've warned, I've seen you over at the cemetery in the dark. I know what you get up to. All by myself. Yes. No? Busting okay. makes me feel good. <laughs> Police in Bristol reveal the top paranormal 999 calls. I'm expecting a ghost baby. I think I have summoned a ghost, and I'm being beaten up by ghosts are just three of the supernatural-related 999 calls picked up by the police. Would you have to have that by G-section? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the new Freedom of Information data has revealed that Avon and Somerset police received 52 complaints regarding ghosts and unidentified flying objects between June 2014 and 2015. Before you go any further... The first thing I would say is that when most people come across a ghost or an entity, they don't know who to call, so they call the police. Yes, that's not available in Britain, unfortunately. <laughs> you just can't get out of a Cadillac ambulance from the 1950s. It's not okay, going to happen. Okay. So first, their first port of call is serve and protect, right? It's the sure. police department. Yeah. What's now going to happen, because I'm psychic, is you're going to read out all the funny things that they've said. Yes. So we're now, the police department is now making fun of all the people that came to them with serious things because they had nowhere else to turn. Well, they do say a little bit into the article about how they give the calls over to certain groups that can then help the people. And because of the Freedom of Information Act, they're required to put this out. If you remember, I don't remember the stats, but we did this story a year ago as well. Did we? Yeah, every year it comes out with the next lot of, uh, the next lot of, of stories. I wonder, wouldn't it be funny if you just got them in contact? The woman's having a ghost baby. You send them to like a ghost hospital and it gets delivered by ghost doctors and ghost nurses. <laughs> this is where we'd want to be, wasn't it? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually read a few. What if an orb pops out? What if you sat there and you've got your feet in the stirrups <laughs> and suddenly, and it's a light anomaly floating around the room? They're trying to catch it in a net. It's a boy. It's a boy. No. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> it looks just like his dad. There's another light anomaly standing next to the bed with a cigar in his mouth. Well, this makes for an interesting read anyway. One person actually rang officers to say they had turned into a ghost and they were scared that no one would be able to find them. 
<laughs> so that was a good one. Uh, three complainants claimed to have been assaulted by spirits, and one woman from North Bristol feared that she had fallen pregnant with a ghost baby. She had just fallen pregnant. Well, she was assaulted by the spirit, but the first time she was assaulted, it was just an accident. It was and then an the accident. second time she was assaulted, he wanted to do it properly. Yeah. But he won't get charged because the first one was an accident. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the ghostly cold finger of doom <laughs> two televisions were reported as haunted after both turned on by themselves and one diligent citizen rang to report a property which looked like a ghost house that's fun i probably live in one of those a frightened parent thought that ufos were planning to ad- abduct him and his daughter while another person from east bristol became scared after spirits started floating in through all the gaps in the windows and doors you say that but when i bless and anoint a house to stop spirits from coming in i will be blessing and anointing all the doors and all windows. the doors and windows <laughs> the chimney any air vents the well, any well, he access. Was, he was scared. You could have helped him. Well, he actually nailed it, to be fair. He did have, he did have <laughs> some. There is actually some fact to back that up, poor man. One poor South Gloucestershire resident told Gloucestershire, off- that's fabulous. Yeah, the good. <laughs> Gloucestershire. Shire. Glo- In Gloucestershire. The South Worcestershire resident officers. <laughs> covered me in spit. No, I'm ringing wet. What's wrong I'll with you? I'll ring out the mic Minus too. two points. Can you do that again? Wow. You just want me to go through the motion? <laughs> oh, wow. Of ringing out the microphone? We All had right. to go through the motions when I swallowed a dice during a board game when I was little and we had never had another dice. I had to go through the motions when I had a ghost baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one resident told officers that she had been living with a ghost for 10 years and how do you get rid of it? Yeah, it wasn't it? It was just someone sat in the lounge chair reading the newspaper and not doing anything <laughs> but watching the television. That was her husband. That's her husband. <laughs> he was looking rather pallid at the time. That brings to a neat conclusion the round that is ghosts and hauntings. Greg is yet to score. I'm on two. Kim is on one. Heather's on one. Mountain Dew has three points and is currently in the lead if you wish to access any of these stories you can see the photographs the videos of the ghost babies the hanging tree anything you want from tonight's show is available for you to see on our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee you can also access our twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips we also have a youtube channel if you wish to listen to some of our outtakes we have a fabulous couple of outtakes on youtube again more questions and answers with adrian lee and if you wish to access an archive all of our shows over the last three years you can do that if you visit soundcloud and type in mqta radio where we have hundreds of hours of radio shows for you all very funny and very informative of the paranormal enlightenment and entertainment for the last three years and don't forget my latest book mysterious minnesota digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites is also available at all good bookshops and on amazon we stand in the cornfield banging our bongos shining our laser pen up into the sky with our arms wide open saying here i am come and get me it's ufos and cryptozoology it's green men and hairy beasties astronauts heard weird music coming from the dark side of the moon shortly before apollo mission landing the crew of the apollo mission which orbited the moon two months before neil armstrong's famous landing heard mysterious and unexplainable music on its far side it has been revealed 
So baffled were the astronauts by the noise that they were unsure whether or not to report it back to NASA Mission Control. The eerie space encounter happened in 1969 when Apollo 10 entered lunar orbit. The crew traversed the far side of the moon when all spacecraft are out of radio contact from Earth for about an hour and nobody can see or hear them. The mission which paved the way for Armstrong's Apollo 11 flight in July was recorded to be a huge success with no reported problems. However, recently unearthed recordings made by NASA of the journey show the astronauts reacting with surprise and confusion to the uneasy howling noise in their headsets. At one point, the baffled astronauts can be heard discussing whether they should tell NASA command or not. You hear that? That whistling sound, one of them is said saying. Another astronaut says it sounds like, you know, outer space type music. Well, that sure is weird music, his companion agrees. The recordings contain strange otherworldly music coming through the Apollo module's radio. Were uncovered by American Science Channel series NASA's Unexplained Files. The music lasted almost an hour just before they regained contact with Mission Control. The tapes also recorded the crew discussing whether to keep it a secret from NASA. One astronaut is heard saying, it's unbelievable, you know, shall we tell them about it? The fact that they're listening to their conversation would probably give them an idea that they're listening to it. His colleagues reply, I don't know, we ought to think about it. The transcripts of the Apollo 10 mission were classified and untouched in NASA's files until eight years ago. On the show, Apollo 15 astronaut Al Warden says, the Apollo 10 crew was very used to this kind of noise and what they should and shouldn't be hearing. Logic tells me that if something was recorded on there, then something must have happened. Now, I thought that space was a vacuum. And although I didn't spend much time paying attention in my physics lessons, I thought sound didn't travel through space. This is why on the Alien films, they said in space, nobody can hear you scream. Because there's no sound. Sound can't travel through a vacuum. So how are they hearing this stuff? No idea. Unbelievable. There are more questions than answers mind you people heard a lot of strange noises and sounds in the 60s didn't they down now 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 down now 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 ding 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 that sounded like the bionic man for the beginning there but that was Jimi hendrix that wasn't the bionic man i'm glad you told us yes i assure you that was definitely (laughs) that was definitely Jimi hendrix and not the opening to bionic man we shall make him fitter stronger faster I can't remember the Ooh, rest. Oh, Jimi Hendrix. That's right, okay. yes. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix must be faster, fitter and stronger. And every time he plays Excellent. the guitar, we can hear in the background as he's playing. Have you seen his fingers? Have a look at Jimi Hendrix's fingers. They're telescopic. He's got three or four knuckles running all the way through each finger. It's incredible. Never seen anything like that. True. Go and look at Jimi Hendrix's fingers. It's remarkable, I tell you. I'll put it on Heather, my list. What have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I've got a large fireball that explodes over the Atlantic. And no, it's not a ghost baby orb thing. We don't want ghost babies exploding. That'd be no, terrible. No, that would be terrible. The event which released the energy equivalent of 13,000 tons of TNT went practically unnoticed. Taking place roughly 620 miles off the coast of Brazil, this spectacular explosion hit with the same amount of energy as an atomic bomb that was dropped on the Japanese city of Hiroshima. The object was thought to have measured 7 meters across and entered the planet's atmosphere at 41,600 miles per hour. How do they know this stuff? I have How no do idea. they even know? I have no and idea. Did they know it was coming down there? 
Do you see what I mean? They must have known that was going to hit for them to set up equipment to even measure that stuff. Well, that had to be one heck of an explosion for, yeah, I know, not And then that. to say it went almost unnoticed. Yeah, virtually unnoticed. Virtually unnoticed, apart from the fact there was a huge nuclear explosion just off the coast of Brazil. Right. Which is probably the second or third biggest and most populated country in the whole world ever, I mean. You would think somebody would have saw something, right? Well, somebody did because somebody wrote a report about it. That's true. Had it there was happen- one man in a fishing boat, Pablo, <laughs> Brazilian. One man in the sea. There you he go. was out in his fishing boat. No one's ever going to believe this. <laughs> Can you imagine the fish that would come up? That explosion goes bang just above the sea level. And suddenly he's been sat out there for a day with a fishing rod. Suddenly there's 10,000 fish floating on the surface. He's only got a small boat. He's been a fool. He could have brought in every fish in the ocean into Rio de Janeiro Harbour, but he's only got a rowing boat and every fish is floating on the surface. Chances missed, opportunities failed. You're yawning. This is never a good sign. (laughs) Have minus one, madam, for being disinterested. You're back on zero. Had it happened over a populated area, it would have rattled some windows and probably terrified a lot of people. Yes, I'm sure the Hiroshima blast rattled one or two windows. (laughs) Yes, that's how they knew it happened. But I don't think it would have done any real damage, said researcher Phil Platt. Impacts like this happen several times per year on average, with most going unseen. Isn't that strange? Yes. I'm sorry. The last time a meteorological incident of this scale occurred was back in 2013 when an object exploded with considerable force over Russia and injured 1,600 people. That is true, yes. Wasn't there an incident in Kansas where something like that came down? A little baby was inside of it and there was a farmer that picked the little baby up and then they put that baby in a crib and it managed to bend the bars and then it had to have inoculations and the needle got bent. Just, I just thought I remember hearing something like that. What have you been drinking tonight? It's uh, Mountain Dew and it's coming on three points and it's in the lead. <laughs> I have a story that says top secret UFO documents prove Britain's biggest alien sighting was real, claims US naval officer. A formal US naval officer has lifted the lid on supposedly top secret documents, which he claims proves Britain's biggest UFO sighting was real. In December 1980, the skies above Suffolk were ablaze with strange light as Superman came down from the skies in a UFO. Dozens of witnesses saw the alleged alien craft land. Now more than 35 years later, a former US naval officer has joined other military personnel in claiming he has seen top secret documents which prove the extraordinary sightings at Rendlesham Forest were in fact genuine. The 49-year-old who prefers to remain anonymous. Hang on a second. This was 1980s, 49 years old. How old was he when he was in the Navy? This is remarkable. He's 49 years old. This was in 1980. Unbelievable. He told the Express newspaper, I have never seen a UFO or ET or alien. However, I have seen literally tens of thousands of documents confirming they are real and have visited Earth. The veteran reportedly said he was now able to speak because his confidentiality agreement with the US authorities expired in 2014. Asked why he had not removed some of the pictures or other evidence, he said, legally, you are not authorized to walk off with classified information. That is treason and treason is a felony. 
I do not possess anything other than my testimony and documents that authorize that I legitimately had the individual top secret security clearances. He said a man in his 60s with higher security clearance than him told him in detail about the mysterious Rendlesham Forest case and our aliens were definitely involved. He is the second US military officer to come forward in recent months after Colonel Charles Holt, who was deputy colonel at the Bentwaters Air Base on the two nights in July. He also said he had been told by two radar operators that an unknown object was tracked at the time. He added he had seen a mysterious object with a red light that kept on bombing up and down in a field and claimed sparks came off of it and exploded. Grandad made his own moonshine for metal polish and turpentine. The dog drank some and gave a cough sparks from its arse and its fur fell off. I don't know where that came from. It just <laughs> Mountain Dew. It's very sugary, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going into a hyperglycemic shock, so you let's are. hand over to Kim whilst I recover. <laughs> gnomes evicted from Pennsylvania State Park. So they've got no gnome oh. to go to anymore. Right. It was there. You'd be disappointed if I didn't say it, right? Oh. Little houses deemed to affect wildlife habitat. The gnomes are losing their little homes. Oh. Tiny magical houses in Pennsylvania's Little Buffalo State Park had to be uprooted because they might affect wildlife habitat, reports the Associated Press. The houses, built by artist Steve Hoke, had become a major children's attraction. Hoke initially had permission to build the little houses in hollow logs, tree roots, and stumps, but the decision was reversed in favor of the area's wildlife. You're talking about squirrels. Uh, now they have no homes. No gnomes. The squirrels have turfed out the gnomes. They're going to put up a wall. This is what's required at this point. Donald Trump has said that the squirrels can put up a wall to stop the gnomes accessing their homes. Needs to be done. Absolutely. Yes. No. Gnomes have no rights. Hope might relocate the little homes to nearby parks, which have offered to accommodate them. You say oh. that, of course, but if it wasn't for the gnomes, no one would be doing any of the menial tasks in this country. You say that, you know, the gnomes should go home. We should build a wall. No more gnomes coming into the country. But they're doing jobs that Americans don't want to do. It's boosting the economy. Who's going to fix my shoes? This is the sort of thing, if you need some cobbling done and the gnomes aren't here, what are you going to do? If you need some light fishing done, if you need a bit of decorative pond work, your gnomes aren't here. And the thing is that they're making their money and sending it home. The gnomes don't want to stay here. The gnomes would rather be back home, right? But if the gnomes come into the economy, they will boost it. They'll send their money home. And when they've made their money, they'll go back again. So I don't think a wall's required. It's all very insular, isn't it? You always think of the worst case scenario. I think if there was no walls and boundaries at all, I don't think anything would happen. I think the gnomes would come in. The first few months might be difficult. But after that, I think there'd probably be no issue. Is where I'm going. from the Mountain Dew, please. We are in the round that is strange and bizarre because nothing's been strange and bizarre so far, has it? This is the round where we read out the stories from around the world <laughs> each week that don't fit into any other category but are too good not to read out live on air. Yay! Unicorn chased by police for three hours in front of gobsmacked drivers. A unicorn? <laughs> drivers could be forgiven for thinking they were hallucinating or having too much Mountain Dew after an escape... <laughs> I say that very English, don't I? Mountain Dew. It's got to be like, I've got to remove a few consonants. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Y'all with your Mountain Dew, y'all, and your trick-or-treating, y'all. Mountain Dew, Mountain Minnesota, duh. 
I, I just whatever Mountain Dew. Would I, have you got a can of Mountain Dew by any chance? A helicopter was used to try and track down the spooked animal, which evaded her pursuers by running through orchards and across a road. The so cal- a helicopter isn't going to scare a poor little unicorn. Well, it had already dodged through busy traffic apparently, and was chased by the police. Now they've got the helicopters out. Oh my lord! Thermal imaging. That's Why what they that's just what dangle doing. a carrot or sugar cubes or something. Uh, a unicorn's partial to a carrot. Maybe a sugar cube. I know you like more carrot than stick, but that doesn't have to necessarily apply to <laughs> mythical creatures, does it? I think you're getting confused with a Pegasus, to be honest. Oh, I think yeah? the Pegasus wants the sugar cube. I'm not sure a unicorn necessarily wants that, does it? I don't know. We need to find out the dietary needs of unicorn. <laughs> the Californian Highway Patrol said it received a 911 call from a confused driver on Wednesday afternoon. I bet. <laughs> about the unusual animal weaving through the cars in the Madeira Ranchos area of the state. Officer Justine Perry said, we got a call of a unicorn running in the roadway of 12th <laughs> Avenue. In a, in a fabulous fairy tale world, this would be great, wouldn't it? 911 call. There's a giant. It's sitting in the lounge. I can't get rid of it. There's a unicorn eating my apples. There's gnomes. They're taking away all the homes from the squirrels. Can you get the police out here? There's illegal gnomes living in my garden. I would love this. There's a wolf. He's dressed as my grandmother. And he won't go away. But he's wearing my grandmother's clothing. I'm crying. It's creepy. And do you know what I think is fascinating about that? If he's weaving through traffic, you know somebody just left their therapy session, right? (laughs) I can't believe that would happen in Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) They turn around. Straight back. I need another appointment. <laughs> Book me in an hour. Emergency. Can imagine you're lying on the couch. Well, I was going up 12th Avenue after the last session we had, and there was a unicorn being chased by police. You've been very stressed at work, haven't you? We're tell me up your dosage. Yeah, tell me, tell me about your mother. Did she used to take you off the potty too soon, or did she did she punish you? The thing is that unicorns live forever. So there's a therapist. That's the thing about a unicorn. If you've watched the film Blade Runner, the unicorn theme is running all the way through that because unicorns live forever. That's the legend. Okay. So the therapist will be sitting there listening to that thinking he's got issues about wanting to live forever. They'd have worked all this out. (laughs) They'd have written a PhD paper on someone that comes into them and says they saw a unicorn about how their unconscious wants them to live forever. (laughs) And this will all go through the Lancet and everything. The unicorn was actually called Juliet. It was a pony belonging to Sandra Booze. That's a great last name, isn't it? Sandra Booze. That's great for a ghost show, of course. Sure. Who dressed her up for children's parties. (laughs) She had escaped during a photo shoot with the horn. Greg, ever had a photo shoot with a horn? Sandra said I'm a photographer here in the Fresno area and a lot of little girls have had their dreams come true by taking pictures with Juliet. The unicorn. <laughs> she threw her head up and ran off. And the more we pursued her, the further she ran away. The pony led residents and police on a three-hour chase that at one point involved a helicopter using heat-seeking FLIR radar technology. Wow. Meanwhile, while this is happening, there's a riot taking place in downtown L.A., I'd like to think this had a happy ending, actually. Can you imagine? They cornered the unicorn in the local park and... A boomerang? See, doesn't live forever after all. (laughs) A local horse helped police lure Juliet into the trailer. A local horse was just passing. I'll help out. I'm good with these things. I bet it was a male horse. Do you see what I'm saying? A male horse. Romeo. 
Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. Perfect, Kim. You shall have points. That's a joy. <laughs> I think, I'm happy to be corrected, I think the sole reason the police first introduced motorbikes into the police force was actually to capture runaway horses back in the day. Because obviously at the beginning of the 1910s, there were a lot of horses running around, not many cars back then. And I think I'm safe in saying that motorbikes were introduced into the police department to catch runaway horses back in the day. There is a word of warning, by the way. Kids never play leapfrog with a unicorn. <laughs> Heather, what have you got in the round of the strange and the bizarre? I have a funny woman who has a pet cat stuffed so she can take it with her everywhere. She's taking it for a drag. Yes, it's terrible. An Argentinian woman found it so hard to part with her recently deceased pet cat that she had its body stuffed by a taxidermist just so she could keep carrying it with her everywhere she goes. Wow. There was a time in my life I could only date women like that. Oh, The mentally unstable. (laughs) I didn't bother otherwise. Daniela Cardone and her stuffed cat, Matoot. Matoot. That's right. Matoot, the stuffed cat. Fun for all the family. Yeah. This Christmas, it's like Tickle Me Elmo. (laughs) She shot to fame a few days ago when she posted some pictures of her trip in Buenos Aires province on Instagram. Speaking to reporters, the former model said she simply couldn't bear to part with Matoot after he died around a month ago, so she sought out someone to help her preserve his body. At least she did it professionally. I was worried that perhaps it was... She did it herself? It was an unprofessional taxidermist. She unprofessionally a pillow. stuffed it, yes. E- That's not good news. No. She strongly believed that his soul was still around her and it didn't make sense for her to dispose of his body. When I saw him, I was shocked and I cried, she said. I thought they had nine lives. Well, he still was had, out. What if He's it had done. eight to go and it's just sat there waiting for the eighth one to come along and she's stuffing sawdust? Well, you know, there, there is more intrigue to the story. She's using it now as a pencil sharpener. No, it was so great to have him with me again. He has the same hairs. Now I know he's always close. I was really very sad, but now I'm happy. I have five more cats. Oh, here we go. But Matute was the leader and we were without our lord. Oh, cat lord. Yeah. So yeah. now she's very happy to have him around again. Meow. What would you do with that? It's a doorstop or something you can No, throw- she carries it with him kind of like a purse. So she's got a purse in one hand and the cat in the other. It's I don't profess to know everything there is to know about women. I could spend the rest of my life having a long life on this planet and still not know the mysteries. I guarantee it. Of women. <laughs> Kim guarantees it. Guarantee- but correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. That if you're at the local discotheque or you're at a bar and there's a woman standing there holding a stuffed cat under her arm, that these are alarm bells. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Avoid her at all costs. These cost. are certain things that you know as a man you need to avoid. And that would be one of them. Woman carry, woman crying, carrying stuffed cat is probably top of the list, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're all in agreement. <laughs> and if she says, if you like this one, I've got five more at home. Well, five more dead cats. Well, could be. This is terrible. It is terrible. Shocking. I want pictures of this. Oh, God. I just imagine they've done a really bad job and it's kind of got goggly eyes and it's not done professionally. Well, it makes me wonder a little bit. Um, taxidermists usually have forms on hand for, for example, they mount um, fish, fox, that kind of thing, and they have these pre-made forms that they use to do that. That's absolutely right. Yeah, you've got a, um, a prosthetic kind of, you stretch the right. skin. 
So prosthetic. <laughs> wow. So they have these for cats. They, they have must. a preform. Yes, they yeah. must have cat preforms. Yeah, yeah. I bet you could choose how you want. Do you want it playing with a ball? Do you want it sleeping? Would you like it ready to pounce? How would you like the preform, madam? Yeah. You can choose which one you want. I have a story that says a Spanish government worker was about to receive an award for his dedicated service when officials realised that he hadn't shown up for work for six years. <laughs> According to reports... I want that job. 69-year-old Joaquim Garcia was employed as an engineer for the Whack municipal... Whack-a-mole. <laughs> was employed as an engineer for the municipal water board in the southwestern city of Cadiz. As of 1996, he was meant to be overseeing a wastewater treatment plant. No one's been overlooking this wastewater treatment. This is sewage, That's isn't it? That's probably where the wizard got the water. Water from. Oh, this boy. is all coming together. But it wasn't until 2010, a whole 14 years later, that anyone noticed he wasn't at work. <laughs> It was only when Garcia was about to receive the award, Good Conduct Award, Long Service Award, that the deputy mayor asked his former manager about him. The supervisor told him he hadn't seen his employee in years. A court later found that Garcia hadn't been in the office for at least six years, though some speculate it could have been as many as 14. What? Can you? How important must you be? How much of an impact must you make with your work colleagues that you could go 14 years without being known as being missed? Was he collecting a paycheck this whole time? Yes. The I engineer if he wrote in complaints once in a while just to let them think he was there. We've run out of stationery. Can you send more pens? Staples. Paper clips. We've run out of paper clips at the waste sewage treatment plant. Funny. Post-it notes. The engineer is also said to have done absolutely no work between the years of 2007 and 2010. Garcia admitted to the court that he didn't shut for work regularly, but he attempted to defend his actions, claiming that he was sidelined at work and also bullied by his colleagues. So what's the difference between a hard-working Spaniard and a unicorn? <laughs> if anyone has the answer, they can write to me on more questions than answers with Adrian That's Lee. Terrible. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Police seek bald suspect in a serial Rogaine theft. Serial Rogaine theft. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a lineup, isn't it, of bald I think, men? I think one of our episodes, we should just read the titles and let people use their oh, imaginations. I, I had some funny ones that I bypassed <laughs> this week, let me tell you. Police are looking for a serial drugstore thief accused of stealing more than $1,000 in hair growth formula and memory <laughs> supplements. You're looking, for a, you're looking for a really hairy man that has no. an amazing memory. Yes. yes okay. that's he it. probably just needs the memory supplements and then he'll quit scratching his head and losing his hair. Uh, he probably be. forgot he stole the pharmaceuticals. And so he stole some more. More. That's, that's what's right. happened. Mount Healthy Police posted a surveillance image of a bald suspect to Facebook along with photos of the empty Rogaine and Prevagen boxes. The images were from Hamilton Avenue Walgreens. Florence Police also posted a surveillance image Thursday of the bald suspect <laughs> accused of shoplifting the same merchandise from a CVS and Walgreens store in Kentucky. At least and, he's targeting them. Do you see what right. I mean? It's not just a random theft, it, is it? No, and it's, it's a professional things. job, specifically done. <laughs> dun, 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 the man is also suspected in similar crimes in North College Hill and Westchester drugstores. Authorities believe, and I don't know why this is important, that he drives a white Jeep. Okay. So if you see a bald guy 
in a, a white, white jeep. jeep. Could possibly have hair now, though. He might have hair now. <laughs> if you know a man who was once bald, who drives a white jeep, but is now rather hairy. <laughs> That's right. And suddenly has fabulous memory skills. You can call Crime Stoppers at 352-3040. That's outrageous. <laughs> wow. Whereabouts was that again? In- I think it was Ohio. Ohio. Hooray! Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? Bart Sparks, shootout between rival Spanish gypsy clans. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I bet they weren't working. Look, it's a unicorn. Does a unicorn fart rainbows? Maybe. Could be, couldn't it? When this you is were looking one? it up before, I checked on the internet and it said that uh, they fart glitter. You know? They have. Oh, so Greg's done his and, research. Yeah, yep. And is Jimi Hendrix fingers as long as I said they were? Uh, there's only the normal amount of joints. But- <laughs> This is what uh, Greg... Joints are normal for you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, he can't get through the show without at least three joints. <laughs> this is what... If people are wondering what Greg does, he sits monitoring the soundboard in case I suddenly start shouting or I go very quiet and that causes him concern and he'll give me daggers and look at me. But he's looking up all the stories online. He's looking... I'm out of the corner of my eye reading my stories. He's got pictures of Jimi Hendrix. I've seen pictures of unicorns farting glitter in the last 10 minutes. He's looking for a bald man (laughs) driving a white Jeep as we speak. And we completely lose him during the not-for-your-mother part of the show. This is true, yes. That'll make you go blind. I wonder if the guy with the white Jeep have gloves that they want to try to fit onto him. Oh. oh, controversial. A little bit of politics there. Kim's experimenting with satire, <laughs> which is going to get us removed at any given moment. That was Kim Gore, by the way. No names will be mentioned. <laughs> okay, a gun battle broke out between feuding neighbors in southern Spain after one broke wind within earshot of another. <laughs> yeah, the window Just had out. to hear it. <laughs> Just had to hear it. It was a crack of a whip. The fracas erupted between gypsy clans in eastern Spain when a member of one family let rip while walking past a young man <laughs> from the rival family shortly before midnight on Sunday. <laughs> this is how wars are started. The Apparently. young man returned the insult in the same way by farting <laughs> in this direction. This is sort of the great farting war of 2016. I would like, sometimes, like, wouldn't you? Well, I would like to be able to fart on demand like that. You mean you can't? This is like the fart fight at the OK Corral. <laughs> I want to see a Western where, you know, the Western, the doors are swinging on the bar and everyone's quiet and they're standing opposite one another in the dusty street with their spurs on and suddenly it's like... <laughs> And the man's gone down. You know, he's taken a flesh wound. That's knockout gas, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, methane wars. Yeah, Mel right. Brooks hasn't done that one yet. Greg's looking this up online as we speak. <laughs> he's got a nice evening planned for you. <laughs> the situation quickly escalated with a wife of one of the men joining the fray, claiming she was insulted, and then the other man's wife also getting involved until guns were pulled and shots fired. <laughs> Just a dangerous combination. It can. In that way, what began as a bit of silliness grew more and more violent and ended up with a double shooting. Jeez. A 57-year-old was shot three times in the stomach. <laughs> Less funny now, right? <laughs> and is being treated in the intensive care unit at Valencia Hospital, where his condition well, well. is described as serious. Jeez. His 29-year-old son received a bullet to the leg, but is expected to make a full recovery. Two other men were taken to hospital, but have since been discharged, and four people have been arrested. Discharged. <gasps> Three uh, pairs of underwear have currently been ruined. Around ruined. 50 Ruined. police officers have been sent to patrol the neighborhood of Zenelet in Torrent to keep the peace amid fears of revenge attacks. Other teams have been posted outside the hospital. 
The neighborhood is home to a large number of Zatano families, and the two clans involved in the scrap have been sworn enemies for decades. Put the money in the bag and no one gets hurt. <laughs> we lumber into our final round with the juice of Spanish fart wafting around in the night air in a gypsy encampment. Man facing jail after Lather choked to death on cucumber sex toy during secret liaison. By the way, if your mother's in the room, you might want to push her out. <laughs> Any small miners. I may have, should have mentioned that before I read the headline out. This is a flavour of what's coming next. A man is facing five years in jail after his lover choked to death on a cucumber as they were using it as a sex toy during a secret liaison. Well, that's not where you're supposed to put it. I think that's where they start. I have no idea what they're going on. Auto asphyxiation, I believe they call it. Uh, Are they where? purpose cucumbers? They are German, I will go on to say, so they have an excuse. Uh, The 46-year-old German man invited his mistress to his apartment while his wife and daughter were out of town. The couple reportedly drank four bottles of wine. I've drank German wine. That would have killed them. Uh And a large... I had a friend that was German, and I spoke about German wine, and they didn't even know the Germans produced wine. So my German friend, when I said, oh, what do you think of German wine, said, we make wine. Apparently, they sell it to the French and the English and then buy all the quality stuff over. <laughs> so if you're drinking Liebfraumilch or if you're drinking Hock, the Germans don't even know they make that. They're selling us that stuff. And Fledermouse? Drinking... Yes, Fledermouse. Flying... If you're drinking Flying Mouse... <laughs> I always love Flying Mouse. It always goes down a treat. I find it best to have that with a red meat or a steak. So let me clarify. It's the mistress that died. Yes, The couple reportedly drank four bottles of Flying Mouse and a large (laughs) amount of schnapps. I want to produce a drink now called Flying Mouse. (laughs) I think we should. I couldn't touch the chicken after I had two bottles of Flying Mouse before heading into a man's study where things got intimate. Do you see how I did that then? I leaned in and went, intimate. Oh, yes. The accused told a court we would often use carrots and zucchinis in our sex life. You've seen those big zucchinis that are giant pods, you know, the huge ones you get that you carry with both arms. (laughs) (laughs) On the day in question, she didn't have any of her toys with her. So I grabbed a half a cucumber from the kitchen. Do you think it was like in the chiller? Do you think they had to warm that up first? He is believed to have used the vegetable as a sex toy on his lover before sticking it into her mouth. The foreplay was reportedly interrupted when the man noticed smoke coming from the kitchen. (laughs) He told the court, I'd forgotten that I'd put a piece of meat on the stove for my dog. Is it me or is this getting what? really surreal and bizarre? You I'm made scared. This up. I'm scared. It was burning. I ran into the kitchen, fed the dog, and then smoked a cigarette on the balcony, he told the court. When he returned to the study, he found his lover unconscious on the floor. The cucumber was still lodged in her throat and had cut off her airways. He told the court I tried to pull the pieces of cucumber out of her throat. But they were so mushy, I couldn't get them all out. The woman was deprived of oxygen for minutes and slipped into a coma. She later died in hospital. In court, the prosecutor charged that the defendant's actions had been negligent. The judge is set to rule on the case on Friday and the defendant faces up to five years in prison. I wonder if they met. I wonder if he picked her up in a salad bar. (laughs) Uh. It was either her or the woman with the stuffed cat. I didn't know which one to go for. (laughs) How many of his friends have now listened to that story and thought to themselves, hang on, I went to dinner around his house and we had vegetable soup. 
Oh. I bet you're thinking all the dinner parties this guy's had in the past. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah, we had the carrots. He glazed some carrots with some coriander and honey. Jesus, we had a zucchini bake. Do you remember that time, Deirdre? We went round there and he Finger made a zucchini. Food. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Kim, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Sperm harvesters are on the loose. Sperm harvesters. Yes. Oh. So you're walking through Walmart. You're going up the chocolate aisle. You're minding your own business. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there's a gnome. Suddenly, it's... And they're off and running. You didn't even know it happened. Being chased by a unicorn. You were harvested. <laughs> you didn't even know it took place. Nope. Just felt a bit of an itch. Suddenly, everything Gone. was ahead of you. Gone. That's what she said. <laughs> Minus three points. Police in Bulawayo are hunting for three women who allegedly abducted a man from Cowdery Park and forced him to have sex with them before taking away his semen. <laughs> Give me your semen! <laughs> and no one gets hurt. Or else. <laughs> the suspected the money sperm in the harvesters, harvesters are said to be driving a white Toyota Cresta. I've eaten in sperm harvester. They do a really good roast on a Sunday evening. What's up with the white vehicles? So we've got a white Jeep we're looking for and a white Toyota. Yes. Excellent. it just shows the criminal classes are now driving white cars instead of black ones that's right they want to look good you see they want to look like they're on the side of the of the winner luke skywalker wears white it's semiotics darth vader wears black Mm -hmm. see where we are Mm -hmm. yeah if the criminals are driving white cars i had a friend that had a van with tinted windows that was black and he was forever being pulled over and he said to the police why do i always get pulled over he said well look at you what you're driving you've got all your windows tinted you know So they said to him, if you changed your van, you wouldn't get pulled over so often. True enough. (laughs) Uh, This incident happened on February 8th. The suspects allegedly offered a lift to a male hitchhiker along 6th Avenue. The man was traveling to Cowdrey Park at around 8 p.m. One of the women allegedly used a condom while the others had unprotected sex with him. They allegedly took his semen with them. Bulawayo Police Spokesperson Inspector Precious Samongo yesterday said the Precious Samongo still on the run. His name's Precious Samongo. Yes. That's a character from Flash Gordon. You're not getting away with that. <laughs> she said they would be charged with aggravated indecent assault once they were caught. Their victim was traveling to Calgary Park, and while on the way, they changed the route, prompting him to inquire where they were taking him. Do you think he'll get it back? Do you think if they get arrested... He'll suddenly get it back. Here you go, sir. We found it for you. You can have it back. Here's all your sailors. That's right. We mm. can't get the genie back in the bottle. It's done. Once the cork's out, it's like game over. You're not getting What's that back. What's the name of that movie uh, where the... Uh, I can't even think of his name. What have you been watching, He's... Kim? <laughs> all kinds. Harry Potter. He has like a hundred children and all of a sudden there's this big meeting to discover who their father is. Nope. No. No. Okay. The Simpsons. <laughs> Kim's been watching some very strange things on TV while Greg's in bed. That's true. Yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> she said the women stopped their car in a bushy area along the Victoria Falls Road before taking turns to sexually assault the hitchhiker. Inspector Samongo urged members of the public to stop boarding taxis at undesignated places, saying it made them vulnerable to criminals. She appealed to members of the public who have information that may lead to the arrest of the suspected sperm harvesters to come forward. Wow. Sperm harvesters made headlines in 2011 when they were pouncing on motorists along the Guerrero Harari Highway. I bet every man in that town 
spent at least an hour driving up and down that road that week. <laughs> I bet the place was chocker. They've never seen such scenes. There was cars tailed back for Everybody's six miles. Everybody's walking everywhere. How comes you an hour home late for your dinner? Everyone's hitchhiked. There was 2,000 hitchhikers on that road. <laughs> People had to explain to their wives why they were three hours late from work. I had a flat the tire. The got me. That's right. Sperm harvester. <laughs> They're doing a two-for-one offer on a Thursday night. It's like a buffet. Well, this incident in 2011, there were three women arrested, and when they were caught, they had 31 condoms full of semen. Holy <laughs> Moses. Well, the average man produces about 30 milliliters, which is like eight ounces. So if you now times that, I mean, how many cups is that? Eight about? ounces a day? That kind of eight ounces a day. God, you'd be drinking a lot of Mountain Dew, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd have to replace those kinds of fluids. You'd be cramped up all the time, wouldn't you? I would think so. Shocking. I feel like this last bit. All three of these women faced 17 counts of aggravated, aggravated indecent assault, but they were acquitted due to lack of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. That was terrible. Where do we get these from? Harvesters. You can finish the show. What have you got? You can bring the whole thing to a resounding ending with a nice ribbon. It's All a story right. about a willy, isn't it? No, not really. Not really. What's not really like a willy? A 16-year-old Russian gamer wins a month living with an adult film star in a hotel. A gamer wins with a Russian movie. 16. 16. Year old. He's going to come back a man. He's going to come back with a beard and a cigarette smoking. A teenage gamer from Russia has won a bizarre prize for being the 100,000th visitor to a website that sells in-game weapons and gear. He has been rewarded with a month-long stay at a Moscow hotel in the company of the X-rated film star. Lucky little boy. (laughs) (laughs) I bet his dad's happy. Well, funny you should mention that. I'll bring that up later. The unusual contest was held in celebration of Defender of the Fatherland Day, a Russian holiday held every year on February 23rd. The young Russian turned out to be the 100,000th person to visit the website that day, hitting the jackpot. At first, I did not believe it, but when I realized that it was true, I thanked the site. He said, I'm overjoyed and my friends are also very happy for me. What's this woman's name? Is it like... Although there is some envy. Nora Grisolov. What's her name? No. (laughs) What's wrong with you? His family, however is furious they believe he's yes, already his dad wanted to win <laughs> they believe he's already wasted too much time on video games and this prize will now be another colossal waste of his time can you imagine growing up hating your parents because at the age of 16 you could you have had, had a hooker you had a chance to spend a month with one of the top russian porn stars in a hotel but your mum and dad said you no. spent too much time playing playstation games. <laughs> you'd take that to the grave wouldn't you you would. There'll you be would. a time when your parents are that old that they're going to be reliant on you to feed them and wipe their bottoms. <laughs> and 40 years down the line, you will then say, do you remember when I had an opportunity to spend a month with a porn star in a hotel? You'll never let that go. No. That will always be eating at you, gnawing always. at you. Twisting in your unconscious. Constantly picking and pulling at your mind. <laughs> There'd never be a day where you wouldn't think about it. Every time. Constantly. I'm done. done. Yeah, I'm okay. Just... <laughs> His mother said she was totally against it. He has exams. What do you mean a There's month exams. with a porn star? What do you mean a month with a porn star? Even a week is too much. He's been a very naughty boy. They should give him 100,000 rubles instead. We would be happy with that. 
Organizers took that into consideration when they came up with the idea, though, and the rules clearly state that the winner can pass on their prize to an official representative. Me, 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 in the young Russian's case, that could be his father. <laughs> Although his son, do you want a do you want a car for your birthday? You're 16. I think a car. Everyone should get a nice new, brand new car. Would you want a new PlayStation there? Would you want a- Well, his mom had a problem with it and said, no, absolutely not. So she's going. <laughs> anyway, they said that it's led to a lot of quarrels. Granddad's going. <laughs> yeah, that probably is Granddad's going to get in there. Um, the young Russian says he's unaffected by his family's concerns. He isn't even considering passing up the chance to spend an entire month with the porn star. I saw her and I liked everything. She has got good sizes and so on. So I, on. <laughs> Greg, have a good look at this. Have you seen her so on? Look at her so on, Greg. Greg, have you seen her so on? I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm looking forward to our meeting so much. I am very happy. Isn't that nice? Very happy. Yes. For her part, the adult film actress wants to keep her end of the deal. And though she has yet to meet the young Russian... She said he is a good age to be independent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. This is okay, Russia. Then. He's probably um, been married for three years and he's got four kids. Well, she doesn't want to anger the Russians' parents. So if they don't allow the boy to live with her at the hotel for a month, she is going to offer to meet him every day after school. Maybe for some tutoring, eh? Do you think the boy's saying, I must go? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're almost done, right? (laughs) I imagine that we'll go to the movies and travel, she said. First we will meet, and then we will decide what we will be interesting. Mr. Bond. (laughs) Yes. That's your best Russian accent, is it? I don't know. No, I don't. You've no idea. mm -mm. Couldn't have got a clue. Ivana. Uh, Ivana. (laughs) Hompalat. Yeah, it's over all, baby. (laughs) I want a solid go toilet, but it's just not on the cards right now, is it? (laughs) Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Greg on one point who says he doesn't take photographs of his horn. And in replendent, <laughs> replendent, replendent, <laughs> in replendent, first place, the $33,000 camera is awarded to Mountain Dew who scored three points at the beginning and was not surpassed. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee or you can join me on my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember we now do an extra 15 to 20 minutes in a round called not for your mother the stories that can't be read out live on air for fear of being removed or getting a large fine you can access those stories on soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Tom drainer kim and greg gore and all at the international paranormal society int paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember Be interested and interesting. Good night.